to the Boxing Rant Podcast. Leave your kid gloves at home. But I'm the best ever. My style is impetuous. There's no one that can match me. I'm the most brutal and vicious and most ruthless champion there's ever been. My defense is impregnable. Anybody can get what up, what up, fight fans? Welcome back to episode 275 of the Boxing Rant Podcast. I'm Kenny Keith, and I'm joined, as always, by Vince Cummings. What up, Vin? What's going on, brother? You know shit's getting crazy when we're talking about having fights at, uh, in, in people's gardens now. I remember I remember one like famous tweet back in the day like, like about, about Ishe Smith and ESPN. Steve Kim said, I wouldn't pay to watch... Uh, I wouldn't watch Ishe Smith if he was fighting in my backyard. I'd close the blinds. Yes. You remember that? I do remember that. <laughs> and now we're talking about having fights in the backyard. Hey, man, backyard's open here. Got some beautiful scenery. We'll yeah. set up a ring. Yeah, you get some, get some, get a nice background layout there. Yeah, but don't be bringing that Shakur Stevenson versus Rafael Rivera shit. Only top-notch <laughs> fights happening here. It's a look. The money got to be right. <laughs> we have an Earl versus Bud in this, in this piece. You ain't getting no sight fee from this motherfucker. <laughs> no. No, you paying me. <laughs> oh, shit. I got to give it to Eddie, man. He's being creative or he's being cheap. One of the two. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, hey, I'll give him this. At least like he released the footage of his house and he's like unapologetic about how rich he is. I'll give him that. Yeah. At least yeah. he owned that. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Well, we'll get to uh, Sir Edward of Hearn, uh, more from uh, Bob Arum, um, the, the, the never-ending story that is the, the new lightweight division. <laughs> Jesus I'm just, Christ. you know what, man? Honestly, like, I just, Vasily Lomachenko must be so thankful that he's trapped in the Ukraine right now. <laughs> You know what I mean? I wish I was in the Ukraine when these motherfuckers start talking. <laughs> it is getting old, boy. It is getting real old. And we got a few uh, a few questions from uh, from the listeners out there. You guys stepped up your game a little bit, but mostly the questions still suck. Yeah, they did. But it's our fault. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like we started the thing off like talking about the you know the craziest stories in the world. And now everybody just wants to hear about us pooping our pants. <laughs> I still got some more stories, but you know we'll we'll, we'll hang on to them. Uh, maybe we might be able to break a few out. Uh, I feel like the show is going to end with some stories, anyways. Um, all right. Well, we appreciate all of you tuning in to episode 275 of the Boxing Rant podcast. Be sure to subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Spreaker, Stitcher, Podcast Addict, anywhere you get an audio podcast. And to all of you audio listeners out there, check out the video version. You're all at home, anyways. Y'all got fucking smart TVs. You know what I'm saying? What better way to consume the Boxing Rant podcast than casting the actual show? You can see Vin and Kenny on your fucking flat screen TV. I'm telling you, your wife will love that shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Get, get her primed up and ready. <laughs> you finish that episode, boy. We pretty much we sealed the deal for you. <laughs> the fluffing rant. <laughs> Hit her all tuned up. Oh, shit. But subscribe to the Boxing Rant YouTube channel today. Check us out. Uh, we appreciate it. Follow us on Twitter, at VinceCummings81 and at Kenny Keith Jr. All right, let's kick off episode 275 by, um, you know, talking about the, I guess, the the story that is the story, the return of boxing. Mm -hmm. We kicked off last uh, episode um, 274 talking about the return of boxing, and we'll just uh, start with Eddie Hearn's fight camp, okay? 
<laughs> Look, first and foremost, I know that there's a lot of words in the English language that, um, you know, we say the same, right? Um, you know, the accent would be the biggest difference. Even a letter or two could be different between the true English and the American English version of things. But when somebody says fight camp, I think of fat camp. Like, yeah. That's the first thing that he would like when he says fight camp, I think of what we have here in America as fat camp. Um why didn't he just call it like Fight Club or something like that? He's like, going to have fights in his backyard and he's calling it Fight Camp. It just seems like there's so many roads it could go down to becoming inappropriate. I mean, is everybody sleeping at your house, Ed? What, what are we calling these? Are we calling this high tea at the Hearn residence? <laughs> what the fuck is going on here, dude? This is a weird, like, I, I get it, like the desperation to, to, to get something out there, to, to produce some type of content, to get your fighters paid. But are we really fucking seriously talking about putting fights in Eddie Hearn's backyard? How fucking weird is that going to look? I I don't know. I mean, he's got a nice house. I mean, fuck, he certainly does. Um, I saw his $2 computer generation graphic oh, of, yeah. of what it's going to look like in the backyard. So that looks... Spared no expense, huh? Uh, um, I think he was definitely watching the expense. <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you know what I mean? Hey, look, this is the way he wants to do it. That's fine. I just think, it, it, you know, it's so funny. Like, um, you know, you and I say it, or at least I say it a lot. Like, yeah, we're the boxing rants in the studio. Like, we're in a fucking studio. We're sitting in the basement of the house. You know what I mean? Inside the shot, it looks like a studio. Outside of the shot, you'd be like, man, what the fuck is going on here? And the people that are actually casting this show in high definition on their flat screens can see the cinder block wall behind us. And we've had some of those people accuse us right. of, of recording from a prison. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's got that kind of feel to it. Back in the studio. A little cold and musty down here. <laughs> it is. Definitely as moldy as shit. Spiders everywhere. Um, <laughs> Um, I'm surprised that you guys haven't seen like a giant wolf spider go like, <laughs> or one of us jump out of our seat because one starts crawling up your leg. Oh man. But yeah. So, so, so Eddie says it's the match room headquarters, Ed, it's your house. <laughs> match up. room headquarters. Kind up. of fly by night operation. You guys run in there. Oh, and speaking of fucking, uh, pests running through the house. I called a murder hornet last night. <laughs> you sent me the video. Dude, I'm telling you right now, I'm going to add the video into what we're talking about right now. So everybody I think it was can fucking see. big. Dude, it was two inches long. We're sitting there on the couch, and all of a sudden, we're bzzz, bzzz, and I'm like, and Amy goes, you hear that? I was like, oh, it must be a stink bug or something. You know what I mean? Right. I, or moth. I, I don't know. And then bzzz, bzzz, I move the curtain back. Dude. That fucker was this big, and it was just right there. Every, I, I was like, go, go, run, take the kids to the, the, to the bedroom. <laughs> she takes the kids and runs to the back, and I'm just like, all right, now how do you fucking catch a murder hornet without getting murdered? <laughs> Dude, I had no idea how to catch this thing. You know, I didn't want to, like, can you imagine trying to, like, like splat something like that up against the window? Yeah, that's a mess. Dude, Nobody wants be to deal with that. fucking shrapnel everywhere. There'd be fucking guts everywhere, you know what I mean? I was like, no, no, I don't know how to. So I grabbed probably, like, 25 paper towels, and I don't even know how I was able to get, like, the bend in the paper <laughs> towels to, like, cup my hand to be able to grip that thing. Yeah. But when I did, dude. Is that a PETA-approved method? 
It's a murder hornet. <laughs> it's me or it's me or him. You know what I'm saying? Right. It's me or the hornet. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Like this is going to go down one. You know, hey, at least I had the fucking nerve. Peta should be sending me an award for bravery. You know what I mean? Medal of Honor for fucking diving in there like that, right? So I, and as soon as I catch this thing, dude, it just felt like the most intense vibration in my hand. And all I can think of is it's a fucking murder hornet. I don't even know what these you know, the fucking stinger on these fuckers are like. Right. Like, this thing could just just straight up murk me right through the paper towels, and next thing I know, like, my family finds me on the ground, and there's this fucking murder hornet on top of me just being, like, <laughs> flexing on you. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you know what I mean? <laughs> so, this anyway. guy's a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Ko ones. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I got it outside and put it in the in the glass, man. I'm telling you right now, man. I know they say there's no murder hornets on the East Coast, but it had a look. It, it had did. a look to it. So you know what I did with it? I took it and I buried it under a brick. So I'm gonna fucking dig up its corpse in about six months. <laughs> send it to the Department of Agriculture for fucking research. You buried it under a brick? What was I supposed to do? I'm not going to crush it. I'm not going to make it explode. Did you mean the crunch? Just stomp that thing out. Stomp it out. My feet, dude. <laughs> dude, I, that video was fucked up. Fucking murder hornets, man. Anyway, sorry. I, that just went completely sidetracked from, from Eddie Hearn's band camp. Yeah. Um, yeah, back to Eddie Hearn's band camp. Look, I think what can make this really, really cool, though, seriously, is if they made a reality show around it. Made all the fighters yeah. stay, at, stay at his house. You know what I mean? Like, you you know, like the camera would, like, walk into, like, one of the fighters' rooms, and he's just fucking, like, you know, just, like, screwing one of the interns or something like that. Fighter walks up to the front door being filmed to come in. He's like, if I know Eddie Hearn like I think, he, I, think I do, he'll invite us right in for tea and strumpets. Tea and strumpets. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just <laughs> dude eddie answers the door right in his robe right look and he's like standing there with like this little like this little cup of tea right and he's sipping and he's like hello good morning right and they're like eddie we're here for the fight camp you know and then all of a sudden you just see <laughs> Fucking Anthony Joshua, butt naked, just walks by right being, behind him. <laughs> being chased by Coogan Cassius. <laughs> Want to come in and play tag with us, mate? <laughs> You're it. <laughs> Elephant walk in the backyard. Elephant. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. This is the most retarded idea. I mean, this conversation is retarded, but this is the most retarded idea I've I've heard. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, man. Fights in somebody's backyard. I don't care if it's the palatial Hearn estate. I just, just come up with some. Like, places are open. Go to the places that are allowing people to do shit. Like, yeah. boxing can take place wherever in the world. You can sell tickets. Get creative. Get more creative than your fucking backyard. I I agree. I'm I'm like all for having some kind of like alternative scenery. Right. You know what I mean? Than it being like a blacked out void. Yeah, I don't, you know I don't what want I mean? that, no. 
but make it be like a you know like a like a level or a board in Street Fighter. You know what I'm right. saying? Where like they're fighting on like the edge of a waterfall or something. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Suspend the ring, you know? Yeah. Over a fucking moat, have some ga- some live gators down there yeah, chomping dude. something. Yeah, I mean you can be totally creative in the middle of nowhere where there's no coronavirus. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um. But yeah, I don't know, man. Like, cool. Cool, Eddie. Yeah, we'll see what happens, and yeah, yeah, we'll really see if you're going to put Shite Pavetkin on, on in your in, backyard. In your backyard. Yeah, give me a fucking break. Yeah, and I'm sure you know Anthony Joshua is all about fighting Pulev in your backyard. <laughs> all that's going to happen, right? No, that is. It. I'm sorry. I mean, it's thanks for giving us a topic for the show when there's nothing to talk about in the sport of boxing. We can have a little fun with it, but give me a break, man. That there's no fucking way. Yeah, but you know the best part about Eddie Hearn's fight camp so far has been the murder hornet. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it has been. Exactly. It has been. You know, look, man, and so Bob Arum says that Top Rank's upcoming schedule is going to have high-caliber fights, too, <laughs> but then goes on to say, but not fights like like Terrence Crawford versus Errol Spence or so, Tiafimo versus Lomachenko. So I'm going to put my top-notch talent in the ring, but they're going to be, you know, tune-up fights, but it's high-caliber. Yeah. High-caliber tune-ups. Shakur Stevenson versus, is it Rafael Rivera? I guess so. Is sure. It, is, why not? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, cool, man. These are the kind of fights we 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 said that we're not going to be excited about. You you can't put why sport for the sake of like just for the sake of sport. I don't care what it is, man. It's got like especially after all of this time without sports. Like if it's gonna come back, it needs to be something that means something. Come back with a bang, like like that UFC card was. It was loaded. Okay, there was a lot of good fights. Uh, Gaethje Ferguson fight is a huge fight, uh, pandemic or not. Mm-hmm. That's a pay per view, so it's got to be fucking meaningful. I don't want this bullshit just to have it. Like I love boxing, but I don't just like we talked about. We don't go to the local little league field just to watch baseball. Yeah, I'm not. I don't like. I don't need boxing that fucking much. I'm not that. Uh, it's not fucking like I don't need it mainlined into my veins, no matter what it is. Like, imagine how bad that UFC would have been if it was just a bunch of Shakur Stevenson versus Rivera fights. Nobody would care at Nobody all. Nobody would care, and, and they and they won't about that. No. So I like I get it from the from the aspect of what they have to do, like Aram, Heyman, Hearn, all those guys. They got to get their fighters in the ring. They owe it to them to get them paychecks. That's fine. I understand that. But, like, they're acting like, well, this is the only way we can do it. Like, I don't know, man. There's the, the level of creativity in the sport. The, the, the thinking, there's no thinking. Like, oh, I guess you, a, a fight in your backyard is thinking outside of the box, but you're still in your box there. Like, figure something out, man. This is the least creative sport of all professional sports. We know yeah, that. Yeah. There's no creativity involved in this no, sport. No. There's no reason to be creative in this sport. That's why most of the people that are running shit in the sport are like in their fucking 70s. You're like, this guy's still fucking around. Dude, do you remember when we went to um, uh, Miguel Cotto versus Sergio Martinez? Yeah. At Madison Square Garden. Mm-hmm. Huge fucking fight, yeah. right? Big pay-per-view fight. Cotto in the garden. Doesn't get bigger than that for that time frame in, yeah. in boxing. Puerto Rican Independence Day. Yeah. And do you remember that there wasn't fucking... Uh, anything worth a shit as far as anything that you could buy inside? I still have the T-shirt I bought. It is the worst T-shirt 
They had programs. They had a couple mini boxing gloves and 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 horrible t-shirts. Oh, the merchandise stand was just. I yeah, uh, it was epically fucking bad. And it's like, guys, do you not want to make money? Like people come to live events. <laughs> Like the first thing I think about is like I'd like to buy something in here yeah. to take home to remember me going here. Yeah, there's nothing there, and even the shit they're offering is the cheapest. Like, what did you go down to the cheapest local print shop and fucking like these these t-shirts are terrible. Everything, it, it, it's just a sport where it's like they claim like everything that surround it surrounds the talk about it, and everything in the it's all about money, money this, money that. So you would think these guys would be on top of their game as far as maximizing every dollar they can make? Nah. You t- it took one fucking look at that merchandise stand. You're like, are these guys professionals? What the, what the fuck are they doing here? Yeah. What's, what's going on here? Yeah. Yeah, dude. It's, it's, it, dude, it's boxing. I mean, you know, it's, it is, it is, it's, it's, you would think as greedy as everybody is, yeah. you know what I'm saying? That there would be some like, let's be as creative. Let's hire people to create ways that we can make fucking money. I mean, they don't guys, even charge for pictures with the the, the Tecate girls. No, like at least I would have paid five bucks. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, get them, go ahead, get it for free. Look, boxing people. All right, keep it. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna make it real simple for you. Think Disney's ice capades. Okay, every parent in that place is buying their kid some fucking light up thing that they can shake during right. the ice capades. Yep. Okay, now take those children. They will become adults one day. Yes. Okay, and guess what we do as adults? The same shit that we learned as kids. When we go somewhere, we want stuff to remember it by. I need a trinket. Yes, exactly. You know, in boxing, what do you get? Right? You get a fucking ticket stub. It's like, oh, and... Nine times out of ten, you lose the damn ticket stub as it is. Right. You know what I mean? I mean, oh, cool. I got a fucking cool poster at a fight. Yeah, I'm 40 years old, but I want some fucking shit. <laughs> I want some goddamn merchandise. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't know how we got on merchandise. But um, but that's boxing, though, man. Yeah, it it is. is. It's just there's no creativity. And then they can't help themselves. Like Like these boxing promoters, like they're just in the business of fantastic lying. Right? Like, that's oh what they do as god. a living, right? Oh, my God. Like, Bob can't even, like, control himself. Like, he's so tired of playing fucking Pinochle and Bridge in the old folks' home, right? That <laughs> Pinochle and Bridge, he plays bingo at noon, right? Before his fucking <laughs> steamed salmon lunch and rice pilaf. Steamed salmon. <laughs> they don't even grill it because it's too dangerous. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, shit. Um, you know, like B- Bob's even out here saying like, not only are we going to give you mediocre fights, but we're going to do it five days a week. We're going to do it Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Awesome. Bob, you don't even have that many fighters. No. You know what I mean? Like you don't even have enough fighters and enough TV dates to do more than like two fights a month, like two fight cards a month. Yeah. That people are going to give a shit about. Yeah. yeah. But now. You're gonna, they're, gonna, they're gonna shoot their wad right when they come back, Ken. Yeah, yeah. We're not gonna see another good fight for six months. Well, the mat, I mean, the 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 mismatches are gonna be so lopsided that they can run it back. These guys can fight twice a month. They ought to be. Yeah. If if that's the boxing that you boxing fans are looking forward to, like I, I don't understand it, man. Like I, I like boxing just as much as pretty much anybody. Though n- none of these fights, I don't care who it is, they don't 
make my dick move uh, even the tiniest little bit. They give me nothing. No flow. Uh, no. 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 I mean, it's all talk, man. I mean, like until I hear of a, a, like a fight announcement, like the closest thing we have is a Stevenson Rivera fight. DSG says he's fighting Manny or Errol in June. Is that what it was? Or, or September? What? Yeah. DSG? DSG, yeah. Oh. It's one of those two. Right. Yeah. Because Manny's in the United States. <laughs> and Errol's going to come back and face a really tough opponent. <laughs> I, I saw a video of Errol Spence. Is he singing all, Garth, Garth Brooks? He's like, all my exes live in... Oh, George Tree. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, it might... It might whatever. He's sitting here fucking not even looking while he's driving, just like yelling into his phone. I'm like, oh, no, he's going to flip his fucking car again. <laughs> Pay attention to the road, Errol. <laughs> Don't do it. Oh, cranking George straight. Uh, That's Texas for you. It is. He didn't really know the words, though. No, he didn't. He was just, hey, look, man, somebody said something to his, hey, man, you fucking... You, you know, you sitting there making the you know your white fans feel like they're not involved. You know what I mean? <laughs> you got to get them involved somehow. You know, yeah. De- Devin ain't, uh, Devin Haney out here fucking being racist and shit, man. <laughs> Keep your white fans like show them some love. All right, <laughs> let's sing country songs. <laughs> <laughs> worked for me. It worked for me too. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Errol. <laughs> big fan now <laughs> exactly we always said you don't have to be just a, a bud crawford fan or an errol spence fan no. if you're singing garth brooks and george Strait, i'm a fan of you all <laughs> right because that's what us white people do we just listen to country music all the time oh man i love it um jamel herring set to return in july yeah i mean cool i guess Who's he, who's he fighting? I don't know. He's not fighting Carl Frampton, so I don't really give a shit. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you there. Um, all right, let's get to the drama of the lightweight division, Vin. These kids, they they are a bunch of kids, aren't they? That's what I think people forget. They, I mean, they really are. Between Devin Haney, Ryan Garcia, and Tiafimo Lopez, you have like three kids with like three completely different dispositions. You got like, you got fucking like. Uh, Tiafimo Lopez is like the he's like the bully kid, you know what I mean? He's like the aggressive kid. He's like the one out on on the on the playground, like picking all the fights, right? Mm-hmm. Then you got like you know Ryan Garcia, who's fucking you know he's trying on his mom's dresses and <laughs> <laughs> putting lipstick on and looking in the mirror, right? And then you got Devin Haney, who's out at the playground with like the older kids, being like, "Hey, hey, look at me! Look at me! I can dribble the basketball! Look at me!" Look at me, I can throw a football. I'm picturing the, uh, <laughs> what is it, an anchor man when they have the news fights, the news teams come yeah. together. <laughs> Tiafima Lopez comes in with his news team. Hola. <laughs> Donde esta la biblioteca? <laughs> oh, shit. It's just re- Dude, it's ridiculous, man. It's absolutely ridiculous. I. It's not like, it's to the point now where it's like, I feel like these, honestly, I feel like these are like the three coolest kids in high school and they're like battling to be, like, who's going to be the homecoming king? Yeah, man? you're exactly right. It's like, oh man, I, I don't know. I, I love all of them as fighters, but I, I, I couldn't care to hear any any of them say anything. Like, they've had too much time to talk. You've all gotten on my last fucking nerve. Yeah, and what, and you know, what's really going to be bad is if none of them fight each other. No. You know what I mean? Because, look, it's got to lead somewhere, and if it doesn't lead to any of them fighting each other, 
then who cares, man? It, it is. It's gotten to the point where it is really truthfully annoying. And I think out of all of them, you know, the one that is the least annoying is the one that I thought would be the most annoying, and that's Ryan Garcia. You know what I'm yeah, saying? He's been he's been fairly quiet. I mean, Tiafimo Lopez just he he seems like he's like the kind of guy who tries to he tells a story, but then the next time he tells a story, like he adds something to it to make it sound tighter. Yeah, you know, you know what hold, I mean? hold up, man. You making that up? I think you lying. I think you lying. Yeah, you lying. <laughs> you know, but then Devin Haney, man, it, dude, it really all started with him with that video that he recorded or had somebody record of him handing out dollar bills to the homeless. Oh my god! And feeding the homeless, right? He just posted a video, right? And then Devin Haney quote tweeted the video <laughs> saying, "It's the things you do when nobody's watching." Oh, is it? <laughs> is that what it is, Devin? <laughs> hey, he could have been. Somebody sent us that shit, and I didn't. I didn't read too much into it, but Amir Khan handing handing out like boxes to the homeless or whatever. But he's got to make sure on each box there's a big AK Amir. It's like, dude, he you hired a photographer and a film crew to come watch you hang out boxes, hand out boxes to the homeless with your fucking logo on it. What a fucking narcissistic dick, dude. Yeah, just a total loser, a total loser, man. Yeah, I, I I don't know. Um, you know, these they're just kids with too much time on their hand, man. That's what that's what it is, man. You like, know? honestly, I give them a pass. It gets on my nerves, but they're fucking twenty one years old, dude. Boomer, get off my lawn. Yeah. All right, well, I I know where I stand. Yeah. Yeah. No. You know, I don't know, man. I mean, these are the same guys that think LeBron is the greatest basketball player of all time. Yeah. You know, if you if you ain't watching the Last Dance and you ain't figured out you wrong on that, then I don't know what to tell you. I don't know, man. I did think that the, that Tiafimo Lopez just kind of got the. I think he got the KTFO. Yeah. With the uh, tweet that he sent to Devin Haney, the picture of him wearing the email championship belt. <laughs> that was good. What was it? It was a. It was like a. It was like the, like a like an app icon of yeah. like a mailbox. It's like the symbol you see on your phone for for email. That <laughs> like, was fucking good. That was good. Oh, oh, Tiafimo Lopez with the W. These are the kind of W's we're counting this day. Yes. Um. All right. Some questions. Right, then let's, let's get, get to it. some questions and then let's get out of here before this goes completely off the rails. <laughs> um, at Alex Winston 89 says, what is the best single performance in boxing that you have seen live? Mm. Pains me to say it, but I think it's Miguel Cotto <laughs> whooping up on my boy. I honestly think it's Cotto whooping up on, on Sergio, even though Sergio, after the fact, you clear, we clearly know that he was a, on, on a peg leg in that fight. That was probably the most impressive performance I've seen live. Hmm. It's hard to say. You know, was it the Dingling Man versus <laughs> Vyacheslav Glaskov? Could that have been it? Actually, that's up there for one of the worst fights I've ever seen before in my life. Um, because of the dichotomy of physiques. Because <laughs> Glaskov looked the part. You know what I mean? Dingling man had put on pounds to get to heavyweight. Dingling man looked like me. Yeah. He looked like a more tanned version of me, side boobs and all. <laughs> um, probably the best performance, like, from opening bell to the close, where I was like, now that was the perfect boxing performance that I saw live, was this poster right behind me, Kovalev's mm -hmm. performance. That's what I thought you were going to say. Yeah, against Bernard Hopkins. That was probably, if we're looking at it like an overall performance, it was at the end of that fight, especially the way that Kovalev, a guy who, now that he's more of a shot fighter, 
Um, you know, and and now we know more about his lifestyle as he got older. Um, had no gas tank whatsoever. No, but in this fight against Hopkins, dude, the way that Kovalev closed the final round of this fight, it was a perfect, perfect boxing performance. And and in my opinion, still the best opening bell to close bell twelve round performance that I've seen live. And he beat him twelve zero. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. It was a complete shutout. It was just it was perfect boxing. And you know what? He pretty much damn near repeated that performance, minus probably three or four rounds in the back half of the fight in the first Andre Ward fight. The first half of that first Andre Ward fight, Kovalev was boxing a perfect performance. He was. He was. Man, I, I just recently watched that fight again, and it was cl- the first six rounds were closer than I remember them being. Oh, they were close rounds. Because... I've. There was a couple rounds where, where Ward landed a couple shots that were sneaky, body shots that I, that I don't think he got credit for that came back to to pay dividends later in the fucking fight for him. But yeah, the, the I would say yeah, that first six rounds, it was that fight for for Kovalev was the Hopkins fight was that was like that was the putover fight for him. That was like what what legitimized him and what everybody kind of looked at and went damn this fucking guy can box like he's not just a, a it's not just a crusher yeah. this dude this dude knows the ring inside and out but that the yeah, that ward performance that that was the first time where you noticed boy ain't got no gas tank <laughs> no and andre knew that andre was smart enough to know that and he fought that fight that way and he ended up sneaking out i actually thought watching it the second time when i scored it i was like well fuck i scored it for andre ward like i sat down and it's different when you sit down to watch a fight just to watch it and just enjoy it rather than sit down and like I'm going to score this fight where you're like laser focusing on the action and everything that's fucking happening. I I gave it to Ward scoring it the second time, man. Yeah. Well, I mean, we all know deep down inside you're a closet like bo- like like boring style fight fan. <laughs> You pre- on this show, you pretend to be a bloodthirsty ghoul, but in reality, you, I'm, I'm both. you like the stylistics of Andre Ward and Floyd Mayweather. That's your preference. Um, I, I respect it as much as the bloodthirsty ghouls. <laughs> I'll say that. I do respect it. Yeah. I, dude, I, the, another fight that I just watched the other night, Mayweather, Maidana won. I it's just I hadn't I hadn't watched. I don't even think I've rewatched the fight. I watched it the first time. I was like, I don't need to watch it again. Floyd beat his ass. Well. Watching it again, dude, the fu- Maidana in the first six rounds, five rounds of that fight, really, physically fucking dominated Floyd like nobody has. Not, not even uh, Luis Castillo in the fight that everybody thinks he lost uh, 20 fucking years ago now. I mean, absolutely physically dominated Floyd. And then it switched, and it went the complete opposite way. Floyd physically dominated the second half of that fight, not only physically dominated, but skills wise. And it was one of those fights that was like, haven't seen Floyd fight in a while. Boy, that would made me like gain a new level of appreciation and reminding you what type of fighter Floyd Mayweather actually was. He took over. I mean, literally just said, fuck this enough's enough. I'm about to beat the shit out of you. And he fucking did. Hmm. Man, uh, yeah, you know, there's a couple fights like that I need to go back and watch. I have not been, um, I've turned into a casual, you know what I mean? I don't even like boxing anymore. (laughs) 
<laughs> Actually, this is the last show. <laughs> is it? Yeah, it should be. <laughs> yeah, I know. It definitely should be. There'll be calls for it, trust me. <laughs> like, you need to shut up already. So if you're watching this for the first time, just get over it. Once you get past the fact that we're idiots, you'll like us, I promise. Yeah, just turn off your brain and just listen. <laughs> turn off your brain and listen. <laughs> oh, shit, I love it. Um, all right, next question. Um... Oh, maybe we can have a serious boxing conversation with this one. Right, this comes from Cheeto954 on Twitter. I can't take it serious, guys. The name's Cheeto954. He doesn't spell it C-H-E-E. It's like C-H-I-T-O. Well, that's, that's a waste of... Like Cheeto. Cheeto. Yeah. That's what I call Cheetos, too. Give me some <laughs> Cheetos. <laughs> How do you see David Benavidez versus Caleb Plant going? Ooh... I think that's a Caleb Plant-dominated fight for about three or four rounds, and then I think the tide turns and Benavides puts a serious hurting on Caleb Plant down the stretch. I don't know if he stops him, and I think Caleb Plant's a little tougher than people give him credit for, so I think he'll, he'll, he would fight back and make it interesting, but I think, I think Benavides would end up winning a close decision. Yeah, you know, I've, I've always had a, a pretty – um, definitive opinion about this fight, mm-hmm. and it's actually a much more dramatic version of what you just said. You know, you think it gets ugly? Yeah. Here's here's the thing about Caleb Plant. Look, I respect his skills. Um, I think that there's an admiration for you know, uh, you know, out there by some in the boxing game. It's like, oh shit, Caleb be fighting like a brother. You know <laughs> what I mean? Boy, God. He looked like he might have some of the streets up in his feet, boy. Yeah, he's got that <laughs> urban style. Um, <clears throat> but here's the thing with Caleb Plant, okay? He's been matched well for one, okay, so far. Yeah. Um, he doesn't have very many big fights. None. He's not a big super middleweight, like, in, you know, physically imposing. No. You know what I'm saying? Um, he's and, not a huge puncher. And Yeah, exactly. And, 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 and that's where I'm going with this. What Caleb Plant does well, right, is that he – establishes the distance, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And then in by doing so, um, you know, when the moment comes, he's able to put on offense as he needs to. But he boxes very responsibly. And to me, the issue with Caleb Plant's style is against David Benavidez, for Caleb Plant to win, there would have to be this assumption that Caleb Plant has enough on the end of those punches to keep David Benavidez at a comfortable distance. Yeah, that's my problem with it. You know, he just does not have the – he doesn't have the, um, you know, like that one eraser, and not even an eraser, Not even it doesn't even have to be a knockout punch. I just don't think that he has anything in his offensive arsenal that David Benavidez is going to respect enough to be like, oh, man, I can't get in on this guy. Yeah, here's the only – the only thing that I would say about that fight where I'd give Caleb Plant a chance is that David Benavides doesn't cut off the ring real well yet but as soon as he starts doing that I don't th- I don't think there's any way Caleb Plant could could avoid not getting caught in, in a bad spot up against the ropes or in the corner by David Benavides for more than six or seven rounds I, I just he might be able to make it look easy for a little while you'd be watching the you know first three or four rounds of that fight going damn Caleb Caleb Plant is fucking legit but then it's going to get – you're going to see that gap close. You're going to see it close more and more and more, and eventually Benavides catches up to him. But I, I could see a scenario where Benavides does follow him around for 12 rounds and has his moments but gets outboxed. 
Yeah, I mean, that could definitely happen. I just don't think that this is a um, a Canelo Alvarez versus Erzlandi Lara situation here. No. Where, you know, Canelo did, even though I had Canelo eking that fight out, he followed Erzlandi Lara around for he much did. of that fight. He did. He, he, he just followed him around because he didn't really know what to do until Lara. Loading up big shots. Yeah. But here's the difference, though, right? In this, it's not just the size and the power advantage that, that Benavidez has. I think it's going to be much easier for him to close the gap. You know why? Yeah. Benavidez has ridiculously long arms. He does. He has a reach where he can smother somebody. He, he is one of the best combination punchers in the sport of boxing at, what is he, 23? 20. He's, he's a guy that everybody forgets is as young as he is. He's the Mexican version of Artur Baturbiev. There's a violent streak to this guy. Yeah. He's nasty. When he puts his power punches together, there is an intent to hurt behind him. He's not being pretty, being like, I right, let me put this jab out here. Let me stop this guy with this jab. Oh, you like that? You like that? And that's, <laughs> and that's Caleb Plant. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you like that jab? That fucking jab was horrendous. You like, you like that? No, I don't like that. <laughs> I just think that Benavidez is going to eat Caleb Plant for lunch. That's what I think. Yeah, I, I could see that happening for sure. It's a good fuck. That's a good fucking fight, man. It is. It is. Um, you know. Um, okay. Last question. Uh huh. Then this comes from a longtime listener of the show, David Galvin. Uh huh. Okay. Um, how did you and Ken meet, then? <laughs> how did you guys meet? Uh, it goes a little something like this, Ken. It was a clear black night, a clear white moon. <laughs> Vinny C was on the streets trying to consume. <laughs> Some skirts for the Eve. <laughs> Is that the next line? Yes. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. Um, look, folks, I, I, I'll, I'll start it off like this, all right? Um, it, it did start off just like Vin, but after that, after we, <laughs> after we were trying to get some skirts after for that, the Eve, after we played some dice, we shot some dice, shot some dice, picked up some skirts for the Eve. <laughs> um, now mind you, we were eight years old. <laughs> I, you know, there's not an actual like memory or a date of when we met each other. The bottom line is we grew up in the same town Yeah, and <clears throat> from what I can remember, we, probably met during youth sports yeah probably playing little league football little league baseball little league basketball absolutely and we all started playing in our town at eight years old yep so yep. it was there's, there's no special like we came across each other and our eyes met and we we're like <laughs> one day <clears throat> no we're gonna talk boxing but there was memorable things throughout our 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 childhood see so i was a year older than vincent's school okay and so we had mutual friends in the neighborhood that Vince grew up in. My best friend as a kid grew up across the park from where Vince lived. So we used to go over to Vince's house and play basketball all oh, the time. Oh, Haynes Park mob back in the day, son. Yep. The HP mob. Yeah, so we grew up playing basketball during the summers and after school. Yep. Sometimes we play in Vince's driveway. Sometimes we play at the park, whatever. But the first real memory of what would become – a very um, <laughs> sort of fucked up life <laughs> would be the first time I ever smoked weed. Yeah. Was that the first time you ever smoked weed? I believe it was. So, it was before a tryout for basketball for me, too. High school basketball. Was it? Yeah. 
Oh my gosh! So we um uh up at the up up at the park the HP baby. This guy was driving like a purple Honda Civic or something like that. Yes, you remember that? Yes. Rolls up and somebody ginger headed ginger headed. Somebody gets a bag of weed and somebody else had a little like piece of plumbing pipe or something like turned into a pipe. Well, you just went to the local hardware store in town and you buy a couple copper fittings and you got yourself a bowl. We probably didn't buy them, though. No, we it probably didn't. Probably just put in the pocket <laughs> yes. and left. But this is how stupid we were, right, and how young we were. So in between Vince's backyard and the park was just a hedge line. It was just a row of trees and bushes. Yes. And we literally were probably 50 feet from Vince's house. Yeah. And we climbed in the bushes. So there's <laughs> like five or six kids. In the bush. In the bush. Sharing a piece of plumbing pipe full of Mexican dirtweed. It was bad. Like, looking back on it, I went to my basketball tryout, and it, I'm like, why am I so hype right now? Like, I was I was hyped to be at basketball tryouts. Like, thinking back on it, I'm like, was I even high? I don't think I was even high. I don't even think I knew how to inhale, to be honest. It was the first time I smoked, so I don't even think I got high. I just kind of, like thought like that was my indoctrination into being cool so now i was like well i'm fucking cool now i smoked <laughs> weed fuck you losers <laughs> oh shit and then um vin and i got caught smoking cigarettes were we smoking in your basement or right outside the basement window when we were like 14 years old i think what i don't know i can't remember how old we were by your grandmother well now nah, what happened was is my <laughs> what happened was is my dad worked so close to home that he would come home for lunch ah uh, yeah that's what it so was. we were sm- we would smoke down there my grandma would just be like you know give me a dirty look and be like vincent you need to stop doing that and my dad came home and he's like no fuck no and he came down there and busted us so then in um in high school i want to say it was vince's freshman year and my sophomore year we took um the liking of the same girl we did and we became rivals and the rivalry began. <laughs> we were, I fucking totally forgot about that. <laughs> it was awkward because we I had my little midget hype man. Who, Billy Buell? <laughs> <laughs> you did. You had the he was, one. He was my hype man. He's if like, Fla- if Flavor Flav and Eminem had a kid, <laughs> it would have been your little hype man. I would like say shit to like send him over to you and be like, go tell him this shit. Go tell him I'm gonna fuck that motherfucker up. <laughs> and he'd go over there and fuck. <laughs> and we're making fun of Devin Haney and Tiafimo Lopez. And we had fucking high school beef. We did. Beefing over the same girl. So that was a solid two year beef, probably. Yeah, but it was kind of gay. Oh, it was. De- it was wasn't like a. Gay. It wasn't like a like a face. To- yeah, it's exactly like Tia Fimo and Devin Haney, <laughs> like over Twitter. Yes, that's exactly what. <laughs> Neither it was. of them will say it to each other's face. No, I'll send my little midget friend down there to talk. You to tell shit. that motherfucker he keep hollering at my girl. <laughs> we gonna meet behind the bleachers and and handle this. Yeah. Right. Oh my gosh! Yeah, we hang out. <laughs> we were in rival gangs. <laughs> <laughs> the whitest gangs you ever saw in your life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, that's just, that's the story of of how we met. 
That's, that's our story. It's a long, winding road all the way to here today. Yep, all the way to here today, 26, 27 years later. Yes, where we just are finishing up one of the worst podcasts we've ever done, I think. Yeah, it's fine, though, man. <laughs> it's fine. Look, man, I'm serious. There's murder hornets on the East Coast. There is. That's you know, I, I, As a matter of fact, it's in this fucking house. I'd like to get the fuck out of here, so wrap this bitch up. I'd you? like to know where it came from. I don't think that they're... Where did it squeeze in through? Uh, who knows? Who knows? It probably followed me inside. Who knows? Maybe it, like... <laughs> Hitched a ride on my lunch on my lunch pail. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to murder these people in their sleep. <laughs> that uh, thing was fucking nasty, boy. I don't think murder hornets have Spanish accents. I think they're from China. You're racist. They probably do. Came over here with the China conspiracy. Yeah. The, the Wuhan. They sent it over here to murder us all. They sent fucking coronavirus and murder hornets. That COVID. Swear, man. You know what? Just... Get over, you know, just just get it over with. Stop with the fucking flu and the fucking murder hornets and just drop a damn nuke on us already. I mean, yeah. stop, stop freaking, you know, with this just the tip shit. Yeah, I mean, come on, Hiroshima, Nagasaki, let's get it over with. Yeah, exactly. Damn. <laughs> all right. Well, we apologize for the worst episode of all time. I don't think it was that bad. No, we actually, went a little off the rails, but here's the thing. Okay. I did find episodes 1 through 15. Oh, there are two episodes that are missing completely. I don't know where where 15 and 16 are. Is 17 the first one you can listen to it's, on Spotify right now or it, wherever our shows are at? Dude, I'm telling you right now, you know, we were... Um, we were terrible. Oh, dude, it, it was awful. It was so bad. Like, I used to start the shows off with... <laughs> I was like, hooray! Oh, dude. <laughs> I'm you, Kenny Keith from Sports Rant Radio. You were announcer voice guy, full, full fucking Monty with that shit. Oh, who knew? <laughs> who knew? It wasn't that bad. I mean, the only other fucking options you had back when we started was listening to fucking Gabe Montoya or the boxing voice. So, you know. Yeah. There wasn't very many out there. Yeah. Fake-ass guy, smiley voice, whatever, man. At least you got to hear some fucking hard-hitting fucking hip-hop, you know, fucking dropping bars in the opening intro song. You would. Back to the action. (laughs) The pound for pound, undisputed king. It's the tale of the tape. Time to enter the ring. <laughs> you, you would, you would watch the fight and write out the round action. Oh, it's fucking bad. Oh, it's bad. Man. We should do a throwback episode like that. I'm sure everybody would love to hear that nowadays. They'd be like, "Hey, man, hey, Ken." All credibility will be lost. Whatever credibility we do have, I don't think there's any actually. There's 116 boxing podcasts out out there. We're not forced to listen to you guys anymore. No, it's becoming apparent. <laughs> it is. <laughs> it is. Um, yeah, we may or may not have a <laughs> have a special guest coming up soon. We might for for the show, but probably not. But we might. <laughs> um, if we can talk somebody into coming on the show, I don't know. We might not be able to get anybody to come on. Who should we get? I mean, should we get um, Mike Tyson? Should we get Vladimir Klitschko? Should we get they've Tyson Fury? Offered. They've all been offered, you know. Yeah, but we just can't decide. We, you know, we told them we were like, "Listen, guys, we know you all want to do the show, but we only have room for one of you." 
Okay, yeah. so you guys have to figure that out yourselves, and then once you do, let us know. But we don't have time for you guys fucking crying about yeah. it. Well, where's your dick and fart joke game at? Yeah. You better bring that shit. Tyson Fury would win. <laughs> yes, he would. <laughs> he would be the guest if that was the criteria. <laughs> no, but for real, I want to be one of Mike Tyson's opponents in the bare knuckle. I, I, dude, I'm looking forward to seeing it. You wouldn't volunteer? No, I'm good. I'm really? Good. I'm trying to keep this. Look, man, as long as keep it, this intact. So. As long as look, there's one rule, and since I'm the A side, <laughs> since I'm the A side against Mike Tyson, I'm laying down the parameters, and I got one rule and one, two rules. What's that? Two rules. One, you have to wear 16 ounce gloves. Okay, that ain't gonna help you. Okay, well, hold on a second. Two, no body shots. None. No. Only face shots. Oh, wow. <clears throat> I mean. And you better only fucking hit me once. If you can't knock me out in one punch. He's going to rearrange your face with one shot, so. No body punches. I couldn't handle that. that bo- body punches are brutal. That would be catastrophic. Until you've ever been really hit by a, like a serious body punch from somebody that knows how to throw a punch, I, I can't. It's hard to explain. It's a fucked up feeling. Like, it just makes you want to just, ah, dude, it's It's brutal. Brutal. Like, like, feels like you have, like, like fucking, like, bubble guts. It makes you... Like, shitting out of your pores. Yeah. You, you, like, you feel like you want you want to cry and shit yourself at the same time. Yeah. Yeah, uh, no body shots. <laughs> Absolutely no body shots. No, seriously, man. Like, if I, if I get up off the couch, like, more than two or three times a day, dude, the next day I'm done. I can't even do anything. I'm, yeah, like, yeah. out of service. Your core's all tight and shit. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah, man, I get up, I wake up in the morning and I'm like, oh, babe, can you, uh, can you call my boss and tell him that I can't make it in today? She'd be like, why? I just don't feel too good. What happened? Are you sick? Nah, I fucking got up off the couch three times and I sat on the toilet for 10 minutes. <laughs> my knees are locked. <laughs> right? Dude, I literally just had a leg cramp while we were doing the show about 30 seconds ago. You'll see it in the video. <laughs> you need some water? I'm good, buddy. And what a way to celebrate the 275th episode. <sighs> sounds sounds about right. It's about what, where my weight's headed. So so since Eddie Hearn is listening to this show right now, um, I expect you to send a boat to pick us up because I want to go to fight camp. Fight, fight camp. Fat camp? Fat camp. I need to go to fat camp. <laughs> Do they make fat camp for adults? <sighs> They used to have a TV show called The Biggest Loser. We we should both be on it. Well, we are losers. <laughs> That's for fucking sure. We appreciate all of you tuning in to episode 275 of the Boxing Rant Podcast. Subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Spreaker, Stitcher, anywhere you get an audio podcast. Subscribe to the video version on the Boxing Rant YouTube channel. Follow us on Twitter, at VinceCummings81 and at Kenny Keith Jr. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode. So until then, we appreciate all of you tuning in to the Boxing Rant Podcast. But I'm the best ever. My style is impetuous. There's no one that can match me. I'm the most brutal and vicious and most ruthless champion there's ever been. My defense is impregnable. Anybody can get it.